listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I realized this morning that I have been excitedly anticipating this episode for four months now. We had this particular show and the theme for tonight scheduled actually for last November, but then the firestorms hit Southern California and we were literally not able to go live on the air that Sunday we were scheduled because everyone was being evacuated. I mean, of course, internet, everything was down and the whole area, our whole community here was just being ravaged by fire. Um, but thank the Lord, uh, you know, all of that is over now and we were able to reschedule my amazing guest for this evening and... We're just going to share so much goodness and joy and positivity here together tonight. I'm so excited. Um, And in my, uh, just so much has has gone on over the last year that I've been extra reflective lately. Um, And in all of that reflection, tonight's guest has come to my thoughts many, many, many times over the last year. So I asked her to be on the show and she just graciously said yes She's a dear friend of mine and someone who has just seen really remarkable success in her field. And she's one of those people in my life whom I just really wanted to share with all of you wonderful Right Road friends in terms of all the insight that she can provide for all of us. So I'll introduce her to you in just a few minutes. But first, I'd like to touch upon the topic for tonight's show. Another thing that I've just really, really been thinking a great deal about lately is how to empower student success. Uh, You know, the way for kids to find success, I just feel like in so many ways feels so different today than when we were kids. I mean, for me, I remember being brought up in this atmosphere where I, I just thought that if I worked my tail off and I was a good person, that the sky was the limit for my life. And, you know, of course, it's never quite that easy, but in a way it sort of was, you know, even in my generation, I think in the generation before, but now with technology and social media and so many different learning opportunities and and approaches to everything and so many challenges in education, it just really feels different to me somehow. And of course, I know that each generation and each new decade has its own challenges, but doesn't it seem like there are just so many more challenging components to life and to really learning how to navigate and put the whole puzzle together to really find happiness and success nowadays. So it has really, really occurred to me lately that together as an educational community and really as a country, we need to look at how we can truly empower and uplift student success today in the world today, not trying to define it or hold on to how we did it yesterday. And in some ways, it'll it'll always be the same. I I saw a a post on Facebook yesterday. It was an article, 
and it was so perfect for tonight. It said about how children's readiness for some things, like it was talking about drawing a square and drawing a triangle, how it's exactly the same now as it was, you know, in 1925, like the readiness in school. But in so many ways, I think it's different now. And before we can really help kids see the, you know, and find the path to happiness and success in their lives, we have to have a vision for that as educators and as parents in our own lives and for our kids. So that's what we're going to look at together this evening, empowering student success. This show is going to be so very special, you guys. I'm so glad you're all here with me. And to start, I've got some very, very special On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. Earlier this week, I asked for any empowering student success tips you all had. And oh my gosh, they flowed in like crazy. It was so inspiring. And I really encourage you all to find that post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and read them all. It has a picture it was from oh i don't know five or six days ago the picture on the on our facebook page is of a grab bag and what i'm going to do tonight is i selected a bunch of them to share here on the air with you and each teacher's tip that i share here tonight will receive a fun school supply grab bag and actually i'm going to start with a handful here and then what i'll do is i'll share them throughout the show too okay so the first tip came in from julie pierce from Truman Elementary in Kansas City, Missouri. She shared, uh, it's an idea that she just came up with a few days ago. She said, I put an encouraging motto on each name tag that we're going to read together each day. I also put two character traits that I see in each one of my students. The traits let them know that I really see them and value who they are. She said, people always tend to be better when they're encouraged and seen. Oh my gosh, Marcy and I have been talking about this lately. Amen to that. It's like the personal um, looking each other in, in, in the eye and, and really knowing the value. There's nothing can take the place of that. I love that tip. Also, Michelle Cassidy from Schoolfield Elementary in Danville, Virginia shared this tip. She said, my students choose a new job each Monday. They are in charge of snacks, computers, um, passing up materials, organizing books, washing tables, etc. They love working with their friends to keep our class running smoothly, and it gives them a real sense of ownership. It's not my class, she said, it's our class. And this um, reminds Reminds me of about three years ago, I had a wonderful parent uh, expert guest on. Her name is Amy McCready, and she talked a lot about the importance of family contributions, not looking at chores as chores, like, ugh, but looking at them as a contribution to the family. And in this way, if you shift it a little bit, you can look at it as a classroom contribution. I think just that wording changes the whole thing, and it and it gives ownership, and it makes kids look at it as feeling proud. I love that. Um, Virginia Ott from Utah Elementary in Baltimore, Maryland, shared that her class had some negative commenting in the last few weeks. She said, her tip, today we did a restorative proactive conversation where each student was randomly given another student's name and gave that person a compliment. It's like, I love this because with especially with social media, 
with all the challenges of that, we need to have things like this tip from Virginia that it's almost like a social media boot camp that help kids really learn the way that it's appropriate and the goodness that needs to get out there instead of just putting the bad stuff out there. So I love that, Virginia. Thank you. Also, Angela Ize from Pathways for Children Head Start in Massachusetts said to teach manners. Yes, oh my gosh. She said that if at the end of the year, a child cannot recognize every letter of the alphabet, for example, but can ask for help, say please and thank you, and look someone in the eye and say something positive, it's been a successful time. Amen. Oh my gosh, these tips are awesome. And David Chippakaitis, this is so touching. He's from Campus Community School in Dover, Delaware, shared... It's just a wonderful piece of advice that his trombone teacher passed on to him a long time ago, which applies to music and life. David shared, it's the space between the notes that really makes the music, meaning always make room for silence. When someone is droning on and on and not making space for contemplation, the listener's ear will really tune you out. We need to teach our kids to leave space between their words, and they will have a better chance of being heard. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful that you guys sent all of your tips in. And again, I'll keep sharing them throughout the show tonight. But I want to make sure to give a huge right red welcome to each and every one of you who are listening. Truly, one of my greatest joys in life is just knowing that you're here listening with me. As always, I'm so happy and honored that you're tuning in tonight on the right road. And I'm going to kick off tonight's big giving with this evening's first on the right road giveaway the total value of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giving is going to be over ten thousand dollars that's a record high you guys our sponsors and supporters are so amazing oh my gosh and as usual we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's giveaways on our right road kids facebook page tomorrow and We'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of March 25th. So here's tonight's first On the Right Road giveaway. It's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, of course. And first, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word, which is the word success. Um, So for those of you who may not be familiar with how we do our Facebook giveaways on the right road, what you want to do is make sure that you have our Facebook page up and ready. So go to Right Road Kids, have that all ready. And what Marcy's going to do as I explain each of the giveaways tonight is she's going to pop up that giveaway on our Facebook page, okay? It's not, this first one isn't up yet because I haven't explained the whole thing. But then you just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. But then also you want to make sure to include tonight code word success type that in anywhere as part of your entry because that lets us know that you're listening and it officially enters you okay so I hope that makes sense so this first awesome giveaway for this evening is something that I love to be successful I just think it's key for kids to realize that sometimes it means having a lot of erased mistakes first (laughs) <laughs> you know, that you need those mistakes on the road to success. So I put together 10 of the coolest teacher desktop cap eraser dispensers. I love these things. They're such a perfect, they're like a pop of color and brightness to add to any teacher's desk. So there will be 10 teacher recipients and each will receive a super cool and colorful cap eraser dispenser filled with eraser caps to help your kids remember that it's okay to make mistakes. And that's how you can even learn more and um, 
it's th- that's such a huge issue in today's world because so many kids give up. They move on to the next thing. You know, I just, I feel like kids need to learn how to make mistakes again. It's okay. So to enter this first giveaway for tonight, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type tonight's code word success as part of your entry comment. So Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And tons of thanks to the Southern California DCH, Toyota, Lexus, Honda, Ford, and Audi car dealerships and their support organizations like Mannheim and X-Time for helping to make this giveaway possible. And of course, you know this is just the first, the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight, including a bonus giveaway near the end of the show worth over $5,000, you guys. Oh my gosh. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, March 3rd. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Now, you guys, I am thrilled to introduce you all to my wonderful guest this evening. Her name is Susan Scarola, and Susan is an accomplished and compassionate leader, retired chief executive officer and corporate vice chair of DCH Auto Group. She was consistently recognized as one of the highest ranking women in the automotive industry. Overall, she has 30 plus years of leadership experience navigating multifaceted organizations and complex company cultures. During her distinguished career. She served on both the New York and New Jersey auto retailer boards. She was an esteemed board member and chair of SAD, Students Against Destructive Decisions, and she's received many honors, including New Jersey's Best 50 Women in Business Award and Cox Automotive Women's of the Year Award. Susan has been a featured speaker at numerous national events and is currently active in supporting nonprofit organizations with her tremendous expertise expertise and unwavering heart of gold and on an added very special note Susan's personal support of Right Road Kids and her leadership and garnering support from many of the individual DCH dealerships helped Right Road Kids grow to a new level starting about 10 years ago and get this early on in her career she was an elementary school teacher So while the majority of her professional background is in the auto industry, she's the perfect person to connect with about looking at the full picture of student success and things like how that all ties into kids entering the workforce in today's world. Susan is near and dear to my heart, and I know that our conversation tonight is just going to be such a tremendous blessing, and I'm so thankful and excited to introduce you all to my good friend, Susan Scarola. Welcome to On the Right Road, Susan. Paula, thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like me. Sometimes I have to sit back and listen. <laughs> oh, well, it is you. Thank I mean, you. that's, it, isn't it kind of cool to to hear somebody else share your story? You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> it is. It is. It, and I think that's a lesson in and of itself that, you know, we often do not share each other's stories enough. We forget how important it is to lift each other. Uh, You're talking about students, and, of course, my work has been primarily with adults. And making each other feel good and valued is so important, 
So thank you. I feel good. I feel valued. Oh, I'm well, I'm so glad. And I mean, well, I want to talk about so many things tonight, but you're one of those people in my life who has lifted me up and I just words are not enough, Susan. So beyond beyond everything thank we're going to talk about tonight, I just hope you know what a an impact you've had in my life and how grateful I am for that. And and on that note, I'm wondering Let's start, Susan, with how we met. Could you share with everyone? I mean, I, I'm really curious to know your re- recollection of how you and I connected. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paula, what I remember is being with Mike, being with your husband. We were on a car drive uh, going probably between two dealerships. We were down in the Temecula area of Southern California. And I was just trying to get to know Mike. I knew of him, but didn't know him. And so we started chatting. And I think one thing that was different about my style of leadership, particularly being a woman in that world, is I wanted to know people's stories. I wanted to know about them, not not necessarily just the work they did. And Mike started telling me about you and about his family. And I was just fascinated. And I can't honestly remember exactly when we met, but that's the connection that stays in my mind. It was that it was that we, Mike and I, shared who we were. You know, just human yes. who we were, not what my job was or his job, but who we were. Well, and that just speaking of empowering student success, empowering success in in our daily lives, in anybody's life, I think with technology the way it is, that that personal connection, I feel, is a key to anyone's personal happiness and success. And I think that that's being lost today. And just your sharing what you just shared shared is such a testimony to how important that is. And we have to make sure that our our kids are reclaiming that somehow because it's getting lost in the world and it's scary me kind of for 50 and 100 years from now what that picture is going to look like. But that's part of all I want to talk about tonight. So Susan, you were a teacher and your life ended up taking a different path. Yet I, I really feel like as part of everything you've done and accomplished, the teacher in you <laughs> has really been part of every step of the way. <laughs> and thinking about our connection, Susan, you and me, I'm wondering, why did you feel a pull, a tug in your heart to connect with Right Road Kids? Well, I think it does go back to the teacher. It also goes back, Paula, that, you know, I come from a very large family, and family was always so important to me. And I used to tell people that I had multiple families, you know, one, obviously, my biological family, but I had my work family. And sometimes those lines really blurred, and I felt that I was most successful when I did let them blur. So when I met you and found out about the work you were doing, it was at a point in DCH, our company development, where we really wanted to go beyond, uh, we would say, you know, we're not just here to sell a car. We are here yes. to connect with our communities. We're here to connect with employees. And so seeing the work you did, and I saw an avenue. I saw an avenue not only for me, but for our employees to engage with the communities that we worked in. Well, and it was, like I said, it just, it lifted Right Road Kids to a whole 
new level, which in turn was part of what led to this On the Right Road radio show. So there's, I, I don't even mm-hmm. know if you realize how how your support, I mean, for, for all of you listening, and I, Susan probably doesn't want me to even mention this, but at one point, you know, 10 or so years ago, she donated $10,000 to Right Road Kids. And for a small, a, we're, we're a big nonprofit, but financially small. We stretch every penny as far as it can go. And so for someone to do that, and see, and this is part of all the empowerment we're talking about, right? For someone mm-hmm. to see something in someone and to make that kind of uh, gifting is life-changing. And so I carry you and your support with me everywhere I go and in everything that Thank I do, you, Susan. Paula. So I, I just, <laughs> Thank it's, you. It, I hope you know. Yeah, maybe yeah, you didn't. We? Until t- go ahead. I, you know, you keep, well, yeah, I, I was struck by your use of the word success. And I would really like to go back to that for a minute, if we can. You know, it is a key word. And when we talk about the way the world has changed, I think our definition of success has changed. What is changing? And that's why I think we're in this flux state right now. Right. Well, so absolutely. I I want to look at that because... Here's here's my first question relating to all of that. You know, in general, from all of your business experience and your perspective, because I think you have a very unique perspective, what do you think are the key components that enable success in today's workforce and world? You know, because it is changing. I think in order to have that conversation, Paula, we'd have to agree on a definition of success. Okay. And I think that's why it's difficult because for some people, you know, clearly when I grew up, success was financial, you know, being, being able to make a lot of money and uh, go up that, whether it was a corporate ladder, an education structure ladder, whatever the ladder was, success was getting to the top of that ladder you chose and making money along the way and maximizing. And I think today people have, I don't say they abandoned that, but certainly there's a component that wasn't there years ago. And I think that component is this self-fulfillment. Right. I was just going to say happiness. I think that happiness and success now kind of work hand in hand because, oh, this is so interesting. I was thinking about this just before the show. It's exactly what you just shared because I I think you can have all the money in the world, but money in itself is not what's going to bring personal fulfillment. It's it's the the relationships. It's the over the joy that you have in your heart and in your life, and it's how you you use that money in your life. Now, for some people, having the best car in the world might bring joy, but there's more to it now <laughs> than there was. Do you know what? I, there's different, like you said, there's different levels of it, and I think we have to be aware of that, and we and that personal fulfillment factor has to play in hugely in addition to academics in how we're, as parents, bringing up our children and as teachers and educators in how we're raising and lifting up our children, right? So so related to this, I mean, do you feel that young people are entering the workforce as prepared as they need to be these days? And I, I think I already know what your answer is going to be to that. 
<laughs> no, I don't think they're as prepared as they need to be, but I don't think they're any less prepared than I was. So I don't, you know, I don't think we've gotten further away from being prepared for work, but I don't think we're closing the gap either. Well, and, and I, I honestly, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think a lot about um, other, you know, other cultures and how there is not this push immediately to graduate high school and go to college. You know, I don't, this is, this is what I did. You know, you were supposed to know when you were 15 what you wanted to do for the rest of your life. I think right. we're still imposing that thinking on our children. And they're, no, they're not in any better position to answer that question than we were. Yeah. Well, and there's all these other components that we're talking about that are complicating it so much more. Well, and here, so relating to all of this, on, uh, it just occurred to me on the last On the Right Road show, a teacher asked a perfect question for tonight's show. She asked something like, you know, I teach at a, a high school. And she was Mm -hmm. recently blessed to sit with business leaders, and they spoke about how what they needed in what they needed in future employees, and they shared that they need young people who possess what they called soft skills, as I recall, like character and manners. And they weren't these business leaders weren't (laughs) worried as much about academics as attendance and respectfulness and following instructions. And and this teacher, you know, let me know that she was taught those things by her parents and related in an incredible way, Susan. you know, you still are teaching. I understand that recently you mentored a high school student, a junior who you shared with me was just this bright student, but who had very little parental engagement. You mentioned to me that there were only two guidance counselors for the hundreds of kids at that student's school, which is typically the case, you know, where we might need 10 or 20. There's only two. That's what the budget allows. And, you know, you shared that it's really been on your heart knowing that while, of course, schools need to focus on academic skills, you're concerned that in general, even with all of this technology we have at our fingertips, something is not being done in a way that fully engages and equips and empowers teens as they leave high school. And again, from your business experience and perspective, what do you, Susan, constructively think is the answer? What are teachers to do? I think we have got to focus on character and attitude. You know, when, yeah. when we were looking for new employees, we would remind ourselves that if we could hire someone with the right attitude and the right ethics, we could yes. teach them to do any job, you know, assume, assuming there was a certain level of intelligence. But right, um, right. We, we didn't have complex jobs, per se, but it was extremely difficult to change someone's attitude or to change their ethics, change their approach to life. So that's what I think we really need to be focused on. You know, how, what, what is a person's attitude when they walk into a room? You know, do they, ca- do they have the character to blend with your organization? And I, well, I think that's what it's all about. Yes, and I and I know that you've seen some of the Right Road programs, Susan, and that's was mm-hmm. always it, it's my approach. When you when I go into a class and work with kids, I teach character but using academic components. 
So I, because mm-hmm. academics are of course important, but it, but kids get so excited, they don't even realize that they're learning the academics because they feel that joy inside and that passion. And I feel like, th- this is very enlightening to me tonight, I feel like maybe as a, as a country and as a world, we need to start really developing curriculums that incorporate character. It's almost like side by side. It's like right now so often, character almost becomes a side note or an afterthought. Oh, we got to throw that into our, you know, and teachers are so stressed with their academic time schedule, you know, and I just feel for all the teachers out there, they're just feeling so overwhelmed by the pressure that's being put on them. But I feel like if we can somehow build curriculums that combine character with the academics, this could be the solution that we need for the world that we're in right now. I, I oh my gosh, I, I just am convinced of this. And I, from experience of how I've kind of done all the Right Road programs over the years, I know that this works. So I'm, I'm putting this out there to the school districts. I think we need to really look at this at a, as a big picture and not just put character as a little side thing. You know, don't you think, Susan? Paula, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about um, the olden days. You know, we talk about the breakdown of the family, et cetera. Um, I think that we we never relied on the schools to build character. I think we relied on family and community to build character. And that's not for whatever reason. And it would take hours and hours far beyond this the time you and I have right. to talk about why that doesn't happen at home any longer uh, or not as, not as strongly as we believe it should. But I think right. you're right. I think the schools do need to step in and focus on character because that's the key to success. Right. You know, if, well, and, if you ask and, me, that's it right there. What's your right. attitude when you walk in the door? Well, that's and, what so it's I, all about. Yes, and I'm going to take this now, This what we're talking about here, and I'm going to really look at a right road, um, how we can get our curriculum out there even more, because I, from 27 years of doing this, uh, you know, I know that it works, but teachers need help and support mm-hmm. with this. You know, we can't just point, fi- like you said, it doesn't work to point fingers or anything or worry about why it's no. happening. This is this is just happening now. So what are we going to do? So I'm even more on fire and dedicated than ever. So Susan, stay with me, okay? I have We have so much more to talk about. Right now, you guys, I have another awesome giveaway. So tonight, I've got giveaway number two. Woohoo! It's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, of course. And here's something that I really believe, that creativity is such a key component to happiness and success. So I have eight wonderful art sets, three 10-count tempura paint sets with paintbrushes, and five 64-count oil pastel sets. So there will be eight teacher recipients, and each will, or wait, is it eight or ten? Eight. And each will receive one of the uh, paint or oil pastel sets, and one of the gift packs will even have a $25 Amazon gift card tucked inside. You know, I love to add surprises. So <laughs> to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type tonight's code word success 
as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay? That lets us know that you're officially listening, okay? So, Marcia, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce those 10. Oh, it is 10 recipients. Woo! 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Great big jumbo thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. And Marcy just said, you know, I don't know what's going on with technology, you guys. She just said she had a little trouble posting that giveaway, so she's going to try again, so don't worry. She'll get it up as soon as she can, okay? And before I ask Susan more questions here tonight, I have another offer awesome batch of student empowerment tips from you amazing Right Road teacher friends. And remember that if I share yours here tonight, you'll receive a school supply grab bag, okay? So, Winsdow Watson from Indiana Math and Science Academy in Indianapolis, Indiana shared, I have my fourth graders track their own data on standards and monthly benchmark testing. She said they push themselves to improve their scores and challenge each other so the classes do well as a whole too. This ties into that whole character trait of responsibility. I love this. Um, Christina Crabtree, I hope I'm saying this school name right. I believe it's Symes Valley Elementary in Willowwood, Ohio. She shared, I instill in my students that it is not a bad thing to find a wrong answer when they learn new materials. Just like we were talking about before, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, Christina said, so often by the time students reach middle school, they've already decided that they're not good at math just because they get answers wrong. And she said, I have to shift their thinking to help them understand that in life, when you find a wrong answer, you've just narrowed your possibilities and are getting closer to a definite answer. It's just not right yet. I love that, the power of yet. She said, if you don't struggle, then you are not learning. And to be successful, one needs grit and determination. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Okay. Cindy Connell from Hilton Elementary in Newport News, Virginia, shared this gem. She said, we have a form that goes home with report cards. Students are asked to reflect upon what they're most proud of and why and what they think needs work and why. She said it's eye-opening and allows them to take control over their goals and their learning. Amen, amen, amen. And Benji Wilsey from Harrisburg Middle School in Harrisburg, Illinois, shared this awesome tip. She said, I let my students plan service activities. They want to be helpful. They have to create a plan of action with duties listed for participants. She said, we also have times throughout the year when we make gifts for the support staff. My students get so much out of making and then delivering the gifts. The look on their faces when they return from a delivery is absolutely priceless. And I have posted on Facebook over the last two months about the middle school service learning class I was teaching this year and I feel that service learning is key in today's educational process. It all ties into the character. So this is another thing that Right Road Kids and I are going to be working on over the next couple of years to really help build that curriculum so everything's just not on your shoulders teachers so you have a support for adding this in because it's life-changing for kids okay now susan i've got another 
boatload of questions here for you. Um, and, and I love this one. Relating to this whole topic of empowering student success, how important, again, from all of your business experience and all of your um, the love that you have for kids and for teachers, how important it is, is it us for us as parents and educators to help kids learn how to work successfully alone and as part of a team? Paula, they are both extremely important. Um, I think if I had to go one way or the other, I think the ability to work as part of a team is more important. But you bring your individual skills to that team. So maybe there's no way, you know, maybe there's no way to split the two, one versus the other. Uh, They're both critical. But the whole idea of working as a team Um, I don't know anyone who works by themselves. They might do a portion of a job alone, but it comes from somewhere, it goes to somewhere, and understanding how what you do fits into the big picture is extremely important. And if you don't understand that, you're not going to be able to do the best at the piece of the job that you have. I am just everything that you're saying. I'm getting. I'm getting a vision for the next five years of Right Road. I love this. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now I have some some kind of personal questions that I'm thinking are really going to lead to insight on this whole topic of empowering student success. Sometimes I feel like the best way to learn is hearing insight from those who are successful. So um, I hope it's okay that I ask you these kind of questions, Susan, but I think they're really going to shed a lot of light and be so helpful. Um, so again, I keep saying this, but with all of your success, you know, including having been one of the highest, if not the highest, level woman in the automotive industry, is there one accomplishment in your life that stands out among all the others and Why? Oh, wow. You know, uh, Paula, the most important thing to me is my family. So, yeah. you know, when I think about success, it comes back to, to my daughter and to my whole extended family and the role that I've played there. But if we, you know, if you just want to talk about corporate America and, and that success, I was really, really proud to be DCH's CEO and to be asked to be the CEO in that male environment. Um, You know, we kind of joked around when the opportunity came up. I was never a car person. I could never, I never really cared what I drove. Uh, it, It just was never, never important to me. So it was sort of uh, laughable that here I was representing a a large auto industry company. But um, what felt so good about that is as I knew I was chosen because of the way I communicated with people. You know, I'm a really good accountant, a CPA, a finance person. I knew I had those skills. But I also knew lots of people had those skills. But not everybody had the communication skills that I had and the empathy that I exhibited. And I understood that that was why I got the opportunity to do what I did when I did it. I love that. 
uh, and and your I mean your communication skills I I know from experience of my husband working there but also in working with you brought so much to the company um, and it's just so interesting again that you're not you're not focusing your answer is not focusing on money you know or how high you climbed no. climbed the ladder it's it's the communication it's the personal relationships and and i think it's so important for all of us as parents and educators to hear this because at the end of the day these kind of things are in in the business world are what are going to lead to the most success now of course like you said there are there are special circumstances but i think in general these things are so crucial for our, our children to really mm-hmm. realize that going off in their life and becoming who they're destined to be in their careers um, these components to it are so key, coupled with, of course, extraordinary academics. So here's another one mm-hmm. of those kind of insightful questions, Susan. If you began your life again, would you follow the same path that you did? <laughs> no, I always say to people I wanted, I'd, I'd be an architect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just really, it's just really trading um, one job for another. So, I don't think I would never enter the auto industry again. And that's not because it wasn't a great industry to work in. It was. But I, I didn't realize I could choose. And that may sound oh. silly, but a lot of it is, is when I grew up. Look, I'm 68 years old. I graduated from high school being told that my choice was to be a flight attendant or a teacher. You know, literally... Uh, Someone may have said nurse. I'm not quite sure. But I grew up in a family with four brothers. They all became lawyers and engineers. Um, I was as smart as they were. But it wasn't, it wasn't a time of, it wasn't the time when girls were, when those doors felt open for girls. And my family right. didn't encourage me to go in that direction. So if I did it again, um, I would have challenged myself early on to be more successful. Success came to me, I, I was passive about it. It came to me because I worked hard, and you talked about this before, it came to me because I think I do have a strong character, but I never went after it. I was never aggressive about it. Um, and I certainly wouldn't be that way again. I would hopefully have a better understanding of myself and the skills that I did possess and how to leverage those skills. Well, and that's an, that's another great thing for, for us as educators to hear is how important it is to help kids see their skill set really realistically and, and and be filled with joy because of who they are and what gifts and talents they possess. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. So, so Susan, yeah. and, I, and that's why I mentioned early on that I don't think we take the time to allow uh, young people to learn those things about themselves. We just keep pushing them along to the next thing, the next thing, without giving them an opportunity to say, hey, wait a minute, who am I and what am I good at? What's the right. core of me? Well, so what, what advice would you give kids today in terms of finding happiness and success? I would encourage them not to go to college right away. And really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a huge, for all the but, teachers um, listening, they're like, oh, my goodness. 
That's a biggie. That's, that's a, a big statement. Well, so it's no, a big statement, why? but I feel very, very strongly about it. I think that we're just not giving our youth an opportunity to to grow up and learn about themselves before we're spending these massive amounts of money on higher education and taking on untold student debt. I think we're putting yeah. the cart before the horse. I don't think we're allowing young people to just kind of step out into the world and feel their way around a little bit and then say, yes, this is what I want to do. And now I'm ready to devote myself to the education and take on the burden of the cost of that education. I don't know how we make that shift, Yeah, but I think we would see very different results if we could. Well, and piggybacking on top of that, because I do feel college is important right after high school, but I also feel like Hmm. if if you look at it in the way that that's the time where you find that it's not the time to be in all that debt it's not you know but but i feel like yeah. for myself it was that when that it was the time because going back to college is very hard once you're not in college but maybe it's somehow the idea of it and this is really good for high school teachers to hear maybe the idea of it needs to be presented in a way again i feel like people need to be joyful in their life and not feel that pressure you know, oh, so so I love mm-hmm. your your perspective on that because it does offer a good deal of insight in how to approach helping kids go to college and become all they need to be. So, Susan, I'm I'm rushing a little bit here at the end because my engineer is letting me know that we have exactly until six eighteen, and I have a bunch of other things okay. here. So, <laughs> I have uh, I have one other big big question for you, and that is, what overall advice would you give? to teachers and parents today in terms of helping kids find success in life? That's the biggie for tonight. I would really, I would really encourage them to seek out as many different opportunities as they can. You know, so whether it's part-time jobs or it's volunteer work or it's clubs at school, I would just encourage them to step out and meet as many different kinds of people as they can to put themselves in as many different situations, safe situations, of course, um, that they possibly can. And let them explore, you know, explore within the, you know, the five-mile radius of their home. There's so many different opportunities, and that's what I would like to say. Go. Go see what's out there and, and be courageous in looking yes. at the world. I like that, and I like that. That's how I try to, um, that's how I work with my son, and I think that's what great advice to end on. Thank you so much, Susan. I I, I feel like this time just zoomed by, especially because we got up and running a little bit late here, but again, I'm so grateful for our time together this evening, But and also, oh, as I you. shared earlier, <laughs> you know, you, you've just, you've given uh, Right Road so much from your heart and soul, and it's been such a blessing, and I just, I'm so glad that I get to say thank you with the world listening for all you've done to support. I, I just, I love you and thank you for everything you shared tonight too. You're, you're an angel. Thank you, Paula. 
<laughs> oh, and like I always like to do, I always want to make sure to give thanks to our sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road, Road Productions, Nair Seat Sack, uh, the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and their support organizations too. And of course, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy Filled Life book. And reminder, you guys, to mark your calendar for Sunday, March. 24th. That's our next Live on the Right Road show. It's only three weeks away. Yay! And is it ever going to be another awesome program? The title is going to be The Energy Bus, if that gives you a fun idea of what that hour is going to be all about. Helping us just live our best lives with amazing positive energy and teaching our kids to do the same. And like I promised you guys, I have a wonderful bonus giveaway this evening. Oh my gosh, like I said earlier, I believe that creativity is such an important part of happiness and success. So I gave three of these away a couple of months ago and they were such a big hit. So I got six more. I have six tonight, 3M and 3M and Scotch craft kits from Nair. Each is valued at over $900 and includes a million kinds of craft tape, glue, and other awesome materials. There are 181 supplies in each gift package. It's a huge creative addition to any classroom, more than enough to share with your teaching team or probably with the whole school, actually. (laughs) So to enter for this amazing On the Right Road giving fun, just email me. This is going to be one of our On the Right Road email giveaways. So you're going to email me at Paula at rightroadkids.org, just jot jot craft kit in the subject line, okay? And then include your school, city, and state in the body of the email. That's it. Again, just email me at heypaula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org, jot craft kit in the subject line, and then include your school, city, and state in the body of the email. And this one will be open until, you know what, I'm going to keep it open later tonight till 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, um, just because we had that little glitch, and I'm going to post the whole show within a half hour after we wrap up in case you missed any part of it because the station had a little trouble going live tonight. So um, here's one more uh, batch of student empowerment tips from all of you wonderful Right Road teacher friends. Um, Once again, remember that if I share yours here, you'll receive a school supply grab bag. Um, Nancy Alley from Avondale Elementary in Columbus, Ohio shared that she shares, I love this, the concept of habits of a scholar, things a successful student does when learning new skills or practicing previously learned ideas. She said, we talk about things like perseverance, scholars keep trying, ponder, scholars think, and excellence. Scholars take pride in doing their best. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Natalie Ventrone from Roosevelt School in Weehawken, New Jersey, said that at the start of school, she shares the power of positive thoughts by having them participate in a negative and positive example. Get this, you guys. It's a powerful hands-on activity. The students extend an arm, shoulder height, The teacher tells them to use their strength to stop her, but first they have to recite negative phrases like, I can't do it, or I don't know how, three times. Then the teacher tries to lower their arm that they've extended, and it's easy, easy as pie. But then she has them repeat it with a positive phrase repeated three times. This time, the teacher said, I'm unable to lower their arm. They are amazed by how their thoughts affect their abilities. She said, try it with someone now. It works every time. Oh, my gosh, I love that. And as you guys know, I I 
just always love to share a few nuggets at the end of the show that you can take with you into the week and into the rest of the school year. And I've got four quick ones for tonight. Number one, as I've shared several times throughout the show tonight, creativity is such a big part of happiness and success. And I feel like whatever decisions we make as educators and parents, we just have to keep that in mind. We can't let our schools and our lives get so rigid and strict with guidelines that we completely inch out every iota of creativity from the success equation for kids or they won't end up feeling joyful and finding their own success. Number two, we need to remember to not impose our definition. As Susan mentioned earlier, we've got to define success, but we can't impose our definition of success on our children. We can share our definition with them. We can aim to inspire them with our definition, but ultimately they need to find their own personal definition of success. And I've been reminded of this in such a significant way as my son will be heading to high school next year. Um, and I remember remember the Blind Side movie. I really encourage you all to watch Watch that again. Um, And the mom says to the adopted son, it's your life. It's your decision. We got to let them live their best destined life and not take it on ourselves. Number three, my number three nugget for tonight is that success is really in the day to day. It's in the journey. It's in the sum of all the small efforts repeated day in and day out. It's not only that big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And, And for many people, success has nothing to do with the pot of gold. So let's aim to help ourselves find success, but also help others find their success, whatever definition you know, success might have for them, not only the kids in our lives, but also each other, you know, let's empower each other and each other's success and modeling that support will teach our children well. And my fourth nugget for tonight is, gosh, we've got to teach kids to see the blessings. We had a sermon in church uh, a week ago that says blessings are not always that apparent or clear. So I really think in life we need to teach our kids to see and find the blessings. Um, and, And speaking of blessings and support and empowerment, you guys, here's my final On the Right Road Facebook giveaway for tonight. Hey, remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow after for afternoon for all the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre show and live broadcast giveaways. This giveaway number three is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 10 classroom success kits. I did a survey on Facebook asking what teachers' top three essential items for success are in the classroom and the things I've included in the kits are three of the most requested pencils dry erase markers and gift cards so there will be 10 teacher recipients and each will receive a fun classroom success kit including lots of pencils both wooden mechanical dry erase markers and a surprise amount Amazon gift card worth between 10 and 50 dollars all in a cool seat sack school supply pouch so to enter just go to our right road kids Facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post and remember to type in tonight's code word success as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's other giveaways okay so Marcy you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now it'll be open until just after the end of the show I'm going to make this one open until 8 uh, p.m. Pacific 10 tonight okay and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow mountains of thanks to Seatsack to Nair to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team And, of course, to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. And, you guys, I just pray 
This show has filled your heart and your life with empowerment. And that that will in turn help you provide that empowering support to your kids and your families and your students and your classrooms and your schools in even more wonderful ways than you already are doing. So a million thanks again to Susan Scarola for being my extraordinary guest this evening. Thank you to Marcy for the wonderful behind-the-scenes support and to my amazing engineer, Aaron, and the whole Voice America Empowerment Team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to each and every one of you. And in case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with family and friends, this episode, of course, will be available to listen to or download for free. In case you've missed any... um, Oh, what I'm going to do, in case you missed the bonus giveaway or if you tuned in late or if you missed any part of it because of the little tech glitches we have, I'm going to post this episode about 30 minutes after we wrap up here tonight so you can enter all the uh, giveaways, especially that $900 craft kit one we did via email. In case you missed anything, you'll be able to hear the show in its entirety, okay? And also, you can watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Remember that if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. And remember that the next live on the Right Road show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, March 24th. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, March 24th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your kids daily blessings, happiness, and success. I just love you all so much. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.